0: Welcome to Professors at Work, a weekly podcast from the American University of Beirut, where we talk with professors and researchers and scholars about the research they're doing, why they're doing it, and what their results mean for the rest of the world. I'm Rami Khoury, your host, a journalist in residence at the American University of Beirut, and I'm delighted to have as the guest this week uh, Dr. Robert Myers. Robert is the co-director of the Theater Initiative at AUB, He's a professor of English, uh, and he's also the director of the Al-Walid Center for American Studies and Research at AUB, and is a prolific writer of plays and also has translated many plays from Arabic to English and other languages. And he had his, he received his Ph.D. from Yale University in uh, comparative literature many years ago. Robert, welcome to Professors at Work.
1: Thank you, Rami. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, the reason I asked you to be our guest this week is because uh, very soon there's a book that you are publishing with your colleague at AUV, Sonia Mayer-Atassi. The book is called The Theater of Saadallah-Wannous, A Critical Study of the Syrian Playwright and Public Intellectual. And some people might say, well, why, why would a book about a, a Syrian playwright who many people may not have heard of if they don't follow Syrian theater— why would this book be interesting? My answer is, and the reason that I asked you to be the guest this week, is because uh, Sadallah Wanous's career and what you and other colleagues have written about him uh, tells us a lot, really, about the condition of culture and the arts in the Arab world, not just theater, uh, the role of public intellectuals, and the linkages between indigenous Arab writers and thinkers and, and and analysts and whatever. their linkages with other traditions in Europe and Russia and the United States and South America. Uh, you also published a book a few years ago with uh, Nada Saab, who is a, a drama teacher and a director at the Lebanese American University, a, a frequent collaborator and colleague with you on projects. Uh, your book that came out a few years ago was entitled Sentence to Hope, is Sadallah Wannous reader, so these two books that have already come out and the next one coming out uh, really raise a, a few important questions in my mind. So let me start by asking you: Do you see Sadallah Wannous as essentially an Arab writer, an Arab dramatist, or is he more a cosmopolitan uh, creative artist who happens to be situated in the Arab world?
1: Well, thank you so much. And uh, thank you for that kind introduction. I should say that none of this work could have taken place without my colleague Nadasab, who's just a, a brilliant medieval scholar of uh, Arabic. My co-translator, Sahara Asaf, uh, who's a director who did a number of these plays. Uh, Sonia metra Tasi, you mentioned, who is the co-editor of the new book from Cambridge. I think they'd all agree that uh, Sadala Wanus, though very much a product of the Arab world, is very much a cosmopolitan intellectual and writer and a playwright. And I think that he is one of the first writers from the Arab world who realized that this kind of cosmopolitanism was not a threat to any kind of cultural purity and that the Arab world had itself been a multifaceted hybrid cultural world long before he was born in the early 1940s. And therefore, it seemed organic, I think, for him to put together such traditions as the Hakawati, the storyteller tradition uh, uh, in uh, coffee houses in the Arab world. To this day, you walk in, there is a storyteller, imminently performative mode that's local. The frame tale, the most famous, of course, being Thousand and One Nights, but uh, people in the West may you know recognize it in the Canterbury tales uh Boccaccio's The Decameron these come from the East, these stories within stories within stories, and then of course the the performative modes that come out of heterodox uh forms of Islam such as Sufism, and that all of those could be joined together to create a kind of theater which would marry as you said uh, a German uh, playwright such as Bertolt Brecht, who was a major uh, influence on him, uh, Erwin Piscator, who kind of coined the phrase or the idea of political theater, and even sort of sixties so-called uh, happenings or audience participation a theater done by the Living Theater, that you could fuse that together and create a kind of theater that was at once very much of the Arab world, dealing with subjects of profound interest, to people in the Arab world, but that also participated in a broader dialogue with uh, theater artists, artists more generally uh, intellectuals throughout the world. And that is part of the project that we engaged in is People probably know Shoyinka from uh, uh, Nigeria, who won the Nobel Prize, or Athol Fugard from South Africa, or Augusto Boal from Brazil, if they know uh, anything about theater. One people had not known because there were there were some translations, but they tended to be more scholarly translations and also the domain of specialists. And we were trying to take him out of the realm of the domain of specialists and say, this is theater that speaks to a range of people in a range of settings. So the answer to your question, is he predominantly an Arab writer or a world writer and or intellectual? The answer is he's both. And I think he would have been comfortable with the idea of both. Of course, he did spend a lot of time in France at a key moment. But what's fascinating about that is he found himself making friends with, in addition to uh, French theater makers and intellectuals and being involved in French politics, he met people from uh, elsewhere in the so-called global south Mm -hmm. who were themselves theater artists. So it was a very cosmopolitan universe too. So I think he drew on all of that for his work.
0: My impression from um, looking through your first book that was published, Sentence to Hope, and and reading the introduction to the new book that's coming out, The Theater of Saadallah Wannous: A Critical Study, my impression is that he dealt in different forms, as you say, but I see him as also a public intellectual and a critic who... Evolved over time himself, as the modern Arab world has evolved from the forties to the sixties to the eighties until today. What can you tell us about the importance of understanding Sadalawanus's life and and work in parallel with the? evolution, his own evolution, as an Arab nationalist and then a Marxist, and also a dissident against authoritarianism and despotism, as you uh, called his work. How do you see this continuing evolution in his personality, his character, his work, in parallel with the changes in the Arab world, to the point today where we have ongoing popular uprisings in about half the Arab countries?
1: Well, I should say that, though I... uh been privileged to teach at the American University of Beirut for the last 17 years. I have worked extensively with Arab artists, and it has been a form of education for me. I in no sense consider myself an expert on the region as such. However, I do think that Cultural history and theater studies provides an extraordinary window into cultures. Marvin Carlson, who's a professor at the City University of New York, who basically invented the field of theater studies and has uh, started a publication called Arab Stages, uh, it sort of laid the groundwork for this a long time ago. How you can a look at theater, you can look at culture through the prism of theater and you will discover an extraordinary number of really illuminating things about a culture instead of an economic historian or a political historian, which as I was saying, I'm, I'm none of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that if you want to have what Clifford Gertz, the Princeton uh, anthropologist called deep knowledge, of uh, a culture, um, that theater is a really a good way in. And Juanus is a writer who and a thinker who I think will give you an extraordinary portrait of the last you know, 60 years or so in the Arab world. I mean, as I said, he was born in the early 40s in Tartus, in a village near Tartus in Syria to an Alawite family nominally. He was never religious. Uh, He was a Marxist and Arab nationalist in his early career. He was very influenced, as I said, by Bertolt Brecht and political Uh theater. And he thought that political theater, like uh, Brecht did, uh, Uh had the potential to Change society in a radical way. He specifically addressed the defeat of 1967 in his brilliant play, An Evening's Entertainment for the 5th of June, which is in Sentence to Hope, the book from Yale that you referenced. Mm-hmm. Um, it is seen as a classic, not simply of the theater for its form. It was praised by Adonis and a number of other writers for its brilliant form. But it's a scathing critique of the disingenuousness of Arab regimes. Uh-huh. And However, he was very wedded to the idea of Arab nationalism. He wrote in modern standard Arabic, the more formal uh-huh. kind of Arabic, uh-huh. so that Could speak to any one of the 20-odd countries in the Arab world. Now many people are writing in vernacular, but he wanted to speak to that larger audience, and he wrote in uh, Fusa, Modern uh, Standard uh, Arabic. Uh And I think that that began to collapse, or did precipitously collapse, in 1977 when Anwar Sadat went to uh, Jerusalem and address the Knesset. Uh, Wanus literally connects that with a suicide attempt that he made, mm-hmm. that it, the implosion of the Arab world was related to his own personal implosion. And what happened is that he went silent for over a decade. And when he wrote again, he was a different playwright. And uh-huh. he was much more willing to experiment with psychology, with approaches like Chekhov's and Shakespeare's and whatever. And his attempt to figure out where is the Arab world now uh, mirrored um, the kind of questioning that began to take place. And the final thing I would say about that is that the first play he wrote, an adaptation of a Spanish uh, play, the play by Juanus is called... Al-Ahtisab, the rape, and it is about the first intifada. And I think he saw the plight of the Palestinians as emblematic of the condition of the Arab world. If you wanted to understand what was going on, you should begin with the Palestinians. So not surprisingly, after 10 years of silence, he himself began with this extraordinary uprising in the West Bank.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the things that you point out in your analysis of him, you and uh, and Sonia Atasi at and uh, also you and Nadasab, you both point out that he he was a kind of an embodiment of the theater as a tool in political transformation, not just uh, understanding our society or commenting on our, our society, but changing it. And of course, in the last ten years, we've had tens of millions of. Arab citizens out in the streets trying to change their societies and make them better, and not succeeding very much, but the effort uh, is still going on in many, many Arab countries. So what, what does uh, Saad wa Nus's life and work tell us about the role of theater and other arts as mechanisms to transform societies that, for the most part, I would say, two-thirds of the Arab countries have largely failed their own citizens at the promise of a decent life, uh, social justice, and a promising future for their kids.
1: Well, I would say that Wanu seems to have understood very well, maybe from his own personal suffering, that one of the things that results from failure is uh, profound introspection. (laughs) And he did not, in any uh, shape or form, deny what had happened to the Arabs. They had been defeated. Um, And yet, out of that defeat, interestingly, which, as I said, paralleled his own collapse, Mm -hmm. he began to write again, and then he discovered he had uh, terminal cancer. And He very explicitly began to write for his only child, who was a daughter, uh, Dima Wanus, who's a celebrated novelist herself now, Mm -hmm. and uh, wrote a beautiful remembrance of her father in the Cambridge book that we just published. And what Wanus said was that he saw in the role of women in the Arab world a sort of code-breaking mechanism for understanding the power dynamics and the dynamics more generally in the Arab world. And if you look at these uh, plays in this later period from 1989 until his death in 1997, he was unbelievably prolific. They're protean in their approach, and but overwhelmingly the central figures are women. This is much like uh, what happened in Europe in the late 19th century with uh, Ibsen and Doll's House and George Bernard Shaw. They too understood, if you wanted to understand society, look at the role of women. And not surprisingly, I think in 2011, long after his death, when a group at the Mm -hmm. American University of Cairo was trying to find a play that captured the zeitgeist of the Arab uprisings, the so-called Arab Spring, a play that manifested this impulse of the Arab Spring, something that spoke to it. They chose Wanousa's, uh, probably his best-known play, Rituals of Signs and Transformation, that is set in 1880 in in Mm -hmm. Syria, and it's about a a woman's struggle for self-actualization. But not only her struggle, all of the characters are going through this transformation, right? This process of trying to understand who they are and what they are. And what's fascinating, I think, in relation to the Arab Spring, particularly about Mm -hmm. the play, is they're trying to bring something into being that doesn't exist yet. And to that extent, I think we can see Wannus' Marxism in an entirely different form the creation of new kinds of people. If you want to have a new society, you have to have new kinds of people. And this is about people trying to break out of the shackles that are imposed upon them in a traditional Mm -hmm. society. So I think there's a direct relationship, Mm -hmm. and I'm not the only one. I was going to ask you about the uh, these
0: young question of women the of and equality and women's status tells us about the region, but you've already mentioned that. So let me ask you the probably the last question we have time for. When he passed away, his wife and daughter donated his library, his personal library, to the American University of Beirut Archives, and um, you and uh, Sonia Majera Tassi were involved in. Uh, organizing that. And, and I went to look at his library once, uh, spent a couple of hours just, just reading through, looking at the books. And it's quite a powerful experience. And I've worked at the AUB archives also on the papers, the personal papers of the late Anthony Shadid, as you have. Uh, so my question to you is, what is the role of the university and the archives and the theater uh, initiative that you had? What is your role in Dealing with this material, the legacy, the material, the physical legacy, uh, the papers and books uh, of famous people, but also the the cultural legacy, political legacy of these people. What do you see as your obligation and opportunity in the university, especially at AUB today?
1: Well, first of all, I should say that uh, Sonia was Metro Metrotasi was instrumental in arranging with the Wanous family for this donation. But it was a way to literally save the library, which was in Syria. And she writes about this in her beautiful essay about unpacking uh, Sadala Wanus' library. And she's echoing a famous essay by Walter Benjamin, the, mm-hmm. the German cultural uh, critic. Who talks about the books in his life? It's something Henry Miller does. Um, many writers to understand what their texts mean and what they are saying about the society in which they live. It's vitally important to understand what they're reading. And if you look at the books uh, that were donated by Juanos by his family, you'll you'll discover that they're marked up with all kinds of very interesting notes. There's also a chapter in this most recent book from Cambridge about Franz Fanon, who uh, wrote about as brilliantly and acerbically as anyone has about colonialism. And he was profound influence on uh, Juanus too. So it gives us insights into the uh, complexity of the writer, but also of the society. As I was saying before, I think that there are a lot of historical approaches which look at political history, military history, economic history. If you want to understand the complexity, you need to look at the culture. But a lot of that is material culture. And I think this is something that AUB has been absolutely mm-hmm. central in uh, doing in the Arab world in the last uh, 10 years. Is not only a Shadid collection and this uh, Wanus library, but painting collections, preserving this so that uh, people can look at the cultural production, scholars can look at it so that it can have a deeper understanding. And I think that what will take place as a result, I'm hoping and thinking, and I'm I'm quite certain that as a result of this new book from Cambridge and the book from uh, the Yale Sentence to Hope, is that scholars will come and want to look at this library housed at AUB. And it's an absolutely essential component for understanding the history of the Arab world, of Syria, what's going on there, of the culture. And um, I think for both Arab scholars and scholars from the rest of the world, AUB continues to be a really important repository of Absolutely well, with that, we've and run out of time, uh, Robert Myers. Thank, thank you so much for being with repositive. us. Your
0: uh, new book with Sonia Major Atassi is coming out, uh, The Theater of Saadallah Wanous, a critical study of the Syrian playwright and public intellectual from Cambridge University Press. I suspect that we're going to be hearing more events that are going to come out of AUB and other places dealing with uh, this legacy and this uh, very important man. Um, and also the physical library that is now in the archives at, at AUB Libraries. Thank you for being with us, Robert Myers, professor of English, coordinator of the theater initiative at AUB and director of the El-Walid Center for American Studies and Research. I'm uh, your host, Rami Khouri. I thank you also for joining us and join us again next week for another episode of Professors at Work, where we look at AUB scholars and professors and what research they're doing, why it matters, and what they're discovering that will make our world a better place. Bye for now.